tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Revolution will be podcasted. Yeah, and welcome to another episode of Tim Fall Hat. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. Joining me as always, XG in the place to be, What's Xavier up? Guerrero. There we go. You're getting a little better. Yeah, I'm a trying, dude. I'm trying. You're not Mexican. You can't roll the R's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, the world, man, what a wonderful time to be a conspiracy theorist, huh? What a wonderful time. I mean, we keep telling you all this stuff, and you tell us we're crazy, and then it all comes true, okay? Man, the shit is hitting the fan and the Epstein stuff. It's a wonderful time. Um, Man, the Tim Fall Hat show just keeps rolling, dog. Just keeps rolling. This weekend, July 20th, we are at DNA's Comedy Club in Santa Rosa. Two shows, 7.30, I believe it's 7 and 9.30. Eddie Bravo, myself, this scumbag. Together, we will be out there. I'm sure there'll be a local. Some local will be joining us. Uh, yeah, man, we're bringing conspiracies to Santa Rosa. I love Santa Rosa. It's a wonderful time. Then after that is Harlow's in Sacramento. We will be there August 2nd. August 2nd, we will be at Harlow's. If that first show sells out, we'll do a second show. So that's Harlow's, okay, in Sacramento. Then we have, what else? We have Helium. We have Helium in Indiana and Helium in uh, St. Louis. Those are back-to-back. That's 8th, August 9th, and 10th. So 10th, what's a 420 show? Yeah. So be stoned. Yeah, come early, dude. Come hard. Just added to uh, St. Louis, Eddie Freaking bravo. So there it is, man. That is what is going on today. Man, it's a wonderful, wonderful time today to be alive. Today, uh, our show is brought to you by our good friends at Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were uh, always ready to go? Yeah, I do. Okay, I used to get boners on cocaine. That's a different show. Now you can increase your performance and get extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. That's the blue, like the color Blue, okay? Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, doesn't matter. Empty stomach, full stomach, boom, they're chewables, okay? Bam! Get ready to rock with the ladies, okay? Uh, You know I love Blue Chew, because you know I love uh, anything made in America, this is made in America. It's American-made for American boners, for our American ladies. Unless you're dating somebody from uh, Latin America, trying to get a green card, then it's good for them too, okay? Like most of XG's family, all right? <laughs> 
These, this is made in the U.S., man, and it is great. So uh, we talked to Blue Chew. They love you guys. You guys are rocking boners. You know, when you're fighting lizard people, you're allowed to have boners, okay? Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code TINFOILHAT. And then, just pay, after that, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code TINFOILHAT. To try it free. Bam! Ooh, and I they got the it, active, busy, popular, and pro. I know you're fucking with the pro. Uh, dude, I go hard in the paint. Hard. I go hard. I go I go black belt level with my stuff. Because ladies, I got to bring that hammer. I got a reputation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, check out new shirts. Check out, uh, what else? The Patreon, the Patreon is cooking with gas. Those are all great ways to support the show. Go to t- patreon.com backslash tinfoilhat and go to... Uh, Go to tinfoilhattshirts.com, and uh, we got so many shirts up there. It's scary. Yep. All right, man. All right, Let's dude. Do it. That was what quick. What time is it? What time is it? Ooh. Five minutes? Oh, okay. You know, I went a little hard on talking about boners. Uh, this next, our guest today, this is a very important, uh, very important episode after, after, you know, we just had Trump have a big, uh, you know, press conference talking about social media and tech companies. He invited all the, quote-unquote, alt-right to attend, okay? So uh, this is a very important discussion. Uh, we, our next guest, he's helped make movies like Clinton Cash, which sounds really good right now. I'm sure a couple years ago when he did it, he got beat up by the press. But now, look who's looking good. This guy right here, okay? And he's got a movie out called The, the Creepy Line. Okay, please welcome filmmaker Matt Taylor. How are you, Matt? Hey, how you doing? Great to be here today. Super excited. Thank you for coming on. Thank you uh, for everything you do, man. Uh, My I pr- pleasure. I appreciate it. Uh, what was the first movie you ever made? Oh, geez. I, I, I went to art school. I used to make a bunch of short films, so I made all sorts of weird stuff and... Uh, you know, strapping cameras to, to my hands and jumping off things and taking that footage and turning it into weird music videos. That's kind of where it all began. And, and you kind of see it through the films I make now. Everything's very handmade. Everything's very kind of cinematic and very kind of, you know, pulls from those ideas. So that's kind of the the long, I did some, some television work. You know, I've done, done short form, long form. Uh, but I think that kind of has culminated in this, creepy line documentary uh since it's the topic of the day it is the topic of the day my friend uh this there couldn't be better time for this episode because i think people are really starting to get real tired of everything going on at google i mean to be honest with you i'm hardly on facebook anymore are you on facebook Fuck at no. all no I, I, there's no point Aaron, do you do facebook yes, yes of course Aaron. of course facebook. yep <laughs> I got off that a long time ago. I mean, like, I, I post my shows and all that stuff. But what we're seeing are, basically, I want, I want to get into uh, Creepy Line in two seconds. I want to talk about Clinton Cash real quick. Uh, you know, I live in Los Angeles. For the last three years, I've been telling everybody that the Clintons are, up, are just pure evil fucks. Everybody thought I was nuts. I get labeled a Trump supporter. And uh, you may be a Trump supporter. I, I have no problems with that. I just, I don't support anybody. I, I think we should hold all of our presidents uh, accountable. Our politicians should be all held accountable. We shouldn't have some identity politics with them. 
Uh, when it comes to them, we should question everything they do. But I was getting called out as being like an idiot. Uh, you know, people didn't want to talk to me. I, I was at the comedy store. People put hands on me. Uh, what made you make this movie? Clinton Cash. We'll get into, uh, obviously. Well, look, Go on, sorry. When, when, you're, when you're, you know, running president, like, you, you know, you should be fully vetted. And not just whether it's the other side. You should be vetted by your own side as well. You know, and so I think that what that film does essentially is show that she has compromised the principles of her own party. You know, it is not a, it's not a right wing film. It's not a film about conservative values. It's a film about democratic values and how she kind of uh, threw them all away or sold them all off. So that was really for the Bernie Sanders supporters. It was really for her own people to sit there and say, Hey, look, is this the person we want? I couldn't agree. You know, ultimately it came, it came, look, it came out when, when essentially Sanders was probably being jipped out of being the nominee. And so, and you say, well, how did it happen? Well, here's a film that tells you how it happened. 100%. You know, the whole thing was like, you know, if we know anything about history, we know that, that we thought the Bushes and the, uh, and, uh, um, the, the Clintons were, were like friends. enemies, yeah, but friends. they were all working together. You know, they, they, they hauled in all the cocaine through Arkansas because it was ranked 50th in everything. So nobody was paying attention. So that's where the, and that's kind of where the relationship started. They knew he was corrupt and would play ball. Her father, her, her family's supposedly involved in organized crime from way back in the day. You know, I'm not, who am I to judge? But, you know, it's just like she's always been shady. And there was that whole feeling that, you know, the Koch brothers uh, basically brought the Clintons in to bring the party to the center and to the right. Now, uh, you know, when you talk to people out here, they can't come to grips with when you're talking about the Clintons, you're not talking about liberals. You're not talking about the DNC. And actually, I want to say, I think the DNC and the liberals are two different things. Now, my liberals are the old-fashioned liberals, you know, the uh, ones who want civil rights and all that stuff, not this newfangled, hey, let's make, you know, eight-year-olds drag queens and all that bullshit, you know, none of that. But, you know, I'm a liberal at heart. Um, But I saw this hijacking, and you really take a look at, like, what the Clintons and what the Bushes did to this this country. I mean, like... Bush was involved basically, and this is me talking with two uh, with two presidential uh, assassinations, both uh, uh, JFK okay. and his family at dinner with the family of the guy who shot Reagan. They ate dinner with him the night before. I mean, the Hinckleys were old friends of Bush's way back in the day. So, I mean, they they ushered in a very dark, dark time that we're dealing with as we speak. And the Clintons are no different than that. I mean, like the Clintons were they actually the the ones who passed a law which banned marriage, the defense of uh, ban excuse me banned gay marriage, the defense of uh, marriage act which made gay marriage illegal. I mean, the things they did were not quote-unquote liberal values, man. They were fucking... Oh, but now she goes back on it. Oh, no, she, not she, at all. She, she lies goes, yeah, about she just lies everything. Yeah. So now, yeah. now with Jeffrey Epstein, this is going to be Ooh. the second time he's convicted, and this will be the third, basically third party that she is, uh, the Clinton Global Initiative has been involved with that has been uh, arrested, tried, and convicted of sex trafficking, child sex trafficking. Um. At some point, you have to be, she'd have to be the most unlucky human being on the planet to be surrounded by so many pedos. 
and not know it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like it's it's un- what we are seeing is uh, the just the de- destruction of a uh, dynasty that I just find it's just it's amazing to watch. But let's get into your new movie, uh, The Creepy Line. I'm sorry about that long rant. I'm like, I got to end this and let this guy talk. Yeah, no My apologies, man. My apologies. I just hate the Clinton so much. No problem. Creepy line. Let's talk about the, basically the premise of the movie is uh, the kind of power and how it is being abused that tech companies have in, uh, in specifically uh, Facebook and Google. Yes, that is it. The, the creepy line, the title comes from an interview with Eric Schmidt, the former CEO of Google, where he said the Google policies to get right up to the creepy line, but not cross it. And we found that to be a really bizarre choice of words, because as Jordan Peterson says in the film, the normal average person doesn't want to get near anything creepy. There's no good version of creepy. Creepy is bad in every way. And if the CEO of the largest search company, information company, intelligence company, surveillance company in the world is saying their policy is about being creepy, uh, that's a real problem. And that's 2010. That's nearly a decade ago he said that line. Yeah, it is. It is unbelievable at the highest levels. These people are are they're they're psychopaths. They have no allegiance to anybody, and we'll get into you know some of the stuff you've discovered. You know who they're working with. Did you look into any of the uh, where basically these companies come from? Because they both have very interesting beginnings. Absolutely. I mean, look. I think that there is. It's it's the this generation of entrepreneurs has been shown in these this congressional and senate hearings as guys in their garage building computers in fact that's not really where they came from they came from the highest academic institutions in the country sergey Brin and larry page on on the west coast mark zuckerberg on the east coast at harvard these guys were fiddling with technologies they had government backing because these are institutions that are funded by the government the internet was originally funded by the government and early on you had uh entities uh, like the Central Intelligence Agency that was obviously interested in a way to map the Internet and find people and search for things. And so they've always had this kind of connection to entities in the intelligence community, in the law enforcement community. And they've always had kind of a government hand on the things they do. They are very much in cahoots with governments, whether it's policy whether it's pushing things on the hill to the largest lobbyists in Washington, D.C. And so for a lot of these things, they all stem from this kind of liberal arts academic idea of changing the world. Now, their, their actual motivations are different in the way that Google is more a utopian society builder and you know, Facebook is more your classic, let's make a lot of money and collect, you know, collect all of the power. So, and that is where they kind of diverge. And in a way, the Google mentality of utopianism, in my opinion, is more terrifying than more of your classic greedy corporation. And so that is, that is where they started from. And they have largely achieved most of their goals, uh, which is kind of what's brought us to the point of why we made this film. Uh, Basically in February 4th, 2004, the Pentagon stopped a, a program that they called LifeLog, 
which was the government uh, wanted to collect all your data for your whole life. Uh, and on that day, Facebook was basically founded. And it's such a quinky dink, huh? Uh, you know, who is Mark Zuckerberg? <laughs> uh, who is Mark Zuckerberg? Uh, who is his family? I've heard everywhere from, you know, he's a, um, not a Rothschild, uh, one of the other big, big money powers, families that run everything. Uh, who, who his dad is, basically a power structure. We know that there's a good chance he stole this idea from uh, those two twins. There's a movie about it. Yeah. So it's yeah, like the Winklevoss twins. Yeah. These guys were basically, I mean, that might even be a story that's a made up story just to sell this story because those guys made a billion dollars off of Bitcoin, <laughs> right? You just never know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like everything is theater, dude. They could have been like, you guys are going to say they stole from this is going to be big, blah, blah, blah. You're going to push it. You're going to make a billion dollars off this. Okay. Well, where do I sign up? Bam. XG fucking stole my idea for a t-shirt. Boom. I just get paid. It's like, it's all theater, dude. It's all theater. So they both have very deep, 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 deep ties to the, uh, the CIA. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's like we've done shows on before. It's like. Nothing gets big in this country unless the CIA has a hand in it. You know, like they are they have their finger on all the big pop culture stuff at the highest levels. The fucking Area 51. You don't think they're in on it? Oh, don't think if they wanted to stop it, it'd be. Oh, here. Stop it. Oh, you mean all those people running there? Yeah. Oh, there's going to be a million people dead. (laughs) A million people like I like you're running to the one place as a technology to just snap a finger and you're all gone. Raid the Vatican. Let's do that. There we go. I want to see what's in that (laughs) library, man. So, uh, I'm with you on that one. (laughs) Yeah, raid the Vatican. I mean, just let's at least paint dick doodles on these churches. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. And if you're religious, I'm not. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. It's just like you had a you have a kid fucking problem, and I feel that you know at least a dick doodle is the least you could do. Um, uh. You know, I, I learned some very interesting stuff by watching your movie. Uh, I always knew they collected my data, but I never knew how extensive it was. How extensive is their is their data collection, and how far would they go to keep that going? The extent of how Google can collect your, and by extension, Facebook as well, but I'll focus on Google for now. To take to put it in, in, in context, everyone's afraid of the NSA, right? I don't think the NSA has the kind of reach and the kind of precision that Google does by any stretch of the means, uh, mostly because anything you touch that is made by Google is a surveillance platform. They make no product, and I mean no products, that are not designed to surveil and collect and organize. That means if you have an Android phone, if you use Google Docs, if you use Google Maps, if you use the Google Home, if you search on the internet, just search it. If you go to a web page that you didn't even touch with Google, but they use Google Analytics. So every single point of contact that they have built is collecting something. Google wears collecting your biometrics. They buy companies you've never even heard of. Then there's the issue of things that sit on Google servers. So for example, you say, well, I'm going to jump to another platform. I'm going to jump over to Apple where Apple mail sits on Google servers. So they read your 
Apple Mail. Because why would Apple maintain giant servers when Google has already built them? Or you have things like parts of the Pentagon that have sat on Google servers. You have the New York Times that sits on Google servers. You have pretty much the entire press. And all of the media is being funneled through these servers. And it is all being read, cataloged, collected. You could say probably 40 million points of data are collected on each of us. They know what you want. They can predict what you do. Um, it is so insidious and so totalitarian. Um, it, the scope of it is so massive that we, for, for everything we do, is essentially collected. You jump over to Yahoo, right? You say, hey, I'm going to use Yahoo. Well, guess what? When you search with Yahoo, it checks Google's quarantine list. And the quarantine list is the websites they don't want you to visit. So even when you jump to Bing or these other, other companies, Duck, Duck, it Go. just doesn't matter. Oh, well, DuckDuckGo is more of an aggregator, but, I'm, but here's the thing. You could go to DuckDuckGo, but those websites that come back use Google Analytics. Wow. So they got you. And here's the thing. In, when, in, in this fine print, anything you do on a Google product, they own. That is the deal that we have made when we use these products. People think they got a free email. It is one of the largest surveillance platforms ever. You cannot turn the listening off. You cannot stop them from coming in your house. You cannot stop them from telling your kids or, or manipulating your children. You just cannot stop them. No government can stop them. Nobody can stop them because no one understands what they're looking at. They don't even know what's happening. Why? Because it's free. We've been conditioned over the last 20 years to accept free Internet services. And we think it's great and wonderful. But they are collecting all the information they're building AI. They're doing all these weird projects that no one knows about. And they, their boilerplate is, we're not doing it. We have your best interest in mind. Um, and don't look behind the curtain. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And it's crazy because in Big Brother, they brought in the cameras. We brought them into our own house. Mm -hmm. Which That's is crazier. They fucked with us even harder. You used to think, oh, they're gonna, they're never going to put a camera in my house. No, you, you're going to bring it into your own oh, house. Oh, dude, I, which I've is had crazier. I, I have an Apple TV, sit, I mean, a uh, Amazon TV sitting, waiting to get installed. It's been there four months. I've been, I'm just too lazy, you know? I know it's recording everything I'm doing. Everything I'm doing. Totally. It's recording. Totally. In fact, we, we even say in the film, we go as far to say that what Google has achieved is what every dictator of the 20th century wanted to achieve. Total control. Stalin and all these guys, that's what they wanted, right? But Google did not have to send in troops. They didn't have to do any of this stuff. We did it to ourselves. It's opt-in mm -hmm. slavery. That's what we are. This is the, the, the agreement. Unbelievable. And the, and the question now is, what do you do? So I, I, you brought up a really good point uh, about how Google and Facebook sell nothing. <laughs> they sell nothing. They're they multi-bazillion-dollar nope. companies, and they sell nothing, and they make nope. money. And basically, what they sell is your info. Is that it, or your eyeballs? I mean, what? Wh where do they make? I know that Google. You are the product. That that is that is. Look, here's the thing, right? This is a lot of people say, "Oh, Silicon Valley, they're bad." Blah blah blah. But we got to really do have to parse it out because, like Apple and Microsoft, you know, are you know we're on a Microsoft product right now. My, Apple and Microsoft make things, right? You make the iPhone or Microsoft Windows or whatever. 
and you say, oh, I don't like the phone, so I'm not going to buy the phone. So Apple has to guess what? They got to make a better phone. With Google and Facebook, because you, you're not really paying for the product, the payment is your interaction. That's, that's what your payment is. So that interaction and that data that they collect on you, well, they got to do something with it. And they're modeling it and they're selling it. And they'll say, oh, they're not doing these things. But this is how it's working. We are the product. We're essentially cattle. That's what we are. You know? And the thing about cattle is cattle gets slaughtered. Right. It doesn't. That's what we end up as hamburgers. We're sold off. And it's not just advertising companies. There's been advertising for for centuries, really. Advertising is not a new thing. The the difficulty comes when you talk about the intelligence community, law enforcement and all these other kinds of insidious groups. Or how about groups that, you know, when they're working with China right now on things like AI, Um, you know, that is a whole other whole other world. They work with governments. They work with all these other bad actors um and look they're not particularly always careful with our data you know it would be like if i said hey i want you to give me the keys to your house i'm going to give them to this other guy don't worry about it no big deal i'm going to pass them around to all these people you're never going to know who they are but you get a free email you know (laughs) that's the deal we've made it's it's insidious oh my god dude it's so deep now do you think that Trump has shed light on like how ridiculous everything is in terms of you know the ma- mainstream media, tech companies, how they're they're so biased and stuff like that? Like do you think he's he's like blown that wide open? Are we at this pl- point right now because of Trump or were we going to get here anyways? I think that we are probably closer to the point because of the president but the problem is, is that nobody knows exactly what to do, right? We have issues because, again, Google is very much intertwined with our government, you know. And, and when you have services sitting on servers and you have so much interaction, the problem is, is look, whenever you hear – who are the first people to call for, for regulation on these companies? It's these companies, Right. You ever think about it? It's always Google and Facebook. Facebook comes out after Cambridge Analytica and goes, oh, we can't govern ourselves. So we can't wait to get in there and write some laws. Right. They cannot wait to get and write some laws. And the laws that they write or even participate in even a touch end up actually pushing their agenda further. Because when you see these guys go in front of Congress or Senate, clearly nobody knows what they're talking about. And there's no way to verify Anything they're saying, I'll get back to you. I'll have my office send you an email. This is Sundar Pichai's mantra every time he goes up in front of any kind of legislation, uh, le- legislative body. And so the thing is, is that while we draw attention to it, because let's be honest, you know, we all know that there's something creepy going on. We've always known, right? No one's ever given you anything for free that you haven't been even an inkling suspicion. Even it's in the back of your head. So. Everyone knows, right? And even when they watch the movie, they know. But they go, well, you know, like, what am I supposed to do? Take my business off of Google search? If if I take my restaurant off Google search, my business will die, right? And so everyone's also at the mercy of these companies. And so while the attention has been brought, what, what we are seeing now is an inability to actually deal with these companies. And, of course, there's a number of topics. And the president has dealt primarily with censorship, right? That's his thing. 
he's all about censorship. And privacy is important as well. But there's a whole myriad of issues, for example, the undermining of democracy, the ability for them to shift votes. So let's just say that you're Congressman X, and if, if you know that Google can sit there and move 5,000 votes from your column to your opponent, what are you going to do? Are you going to befriend this company? This is the interaction we're getting into. And so even if you go after them, what are you going to do? How much are you going to find them? They find uh, Facebook $5 billion. Who cares? It's not enough money. The damage has been done. It's kind of like if you were in a car accident and your wife was killed and they gave you some money and said, oh, here's the settlement. It doesn't change the fact that she's dead. So the damage has been done. The damage has been done to, to the users of these platforms. The damage has been done to the country. The damage has been done to the world. They say that, that Google could, could potentially be determining up to 25% of elections in the world right wow. now. So the damage has already been done. The data is already collected. The modeling has already been done. And what are we going to do? Slap fines on them? So it, it requires a completely different way of thinking. Well, you have to basically kill the business model. You can't go after Google and Facebook because all they're going to do is rapidly reorganize. Remember, they have all the authority of a government, but none of the accountability of a government, right? They're efficient. They're fast. Our government is slow. It's, it's not knowledgeable. These are the smartest people in the world. Our government is not the smartest people in the world. <laughs> so, so you have this, this brain-drain deficient body trying to grapple with something that is – here's the other thing. Google and Facebook don't even see the they, – they don't, they don't respect laws. They don't respect countries. They don't respect sovereignty. They don't respect privacy. So the thing is, is that, you know, they're going to collect your data. Remember, they're always caught. They always get caught doing things. They never come out and say, hey, you know what? We screwed up. This was a glitch over here. We're going to fix it for you. It's always like they're caught dead to rights. They're caught, you know, messing with, with people's data. They're caught manipulating children like Facebook did in 2017, you know, going after depressed teens to see what they'll do with negative news stories. They're caught because they're bad. And the, the shameful part of it is that the technology itself is fundamentally brilliant. These, these are brilliant things. They bring information to people. I don't hate any of the functionality of these things, and I don't think that the, the vision to build them is the bad part. The problem is if I said you are God, would you do bad things? And that's the question. And here's the thing. They are. They're doing them. We know they're caught. There's leaks. We know they want to change the structure in the world order, and they have the power to do it. So the president, I think, has made, you know, he's brought these things to light. But again, you know, one presidency against what is a essentially the new USSR, it's very, it's a very difficult issue with so many moving parts, and so many people in Washington are rowing in their direction not in our direction. Yeah, that seems to be what Washington does. Uh, Washington is like guys trying to get laid. They say whatever they got to say to get get down those pants. And once they get elected, they just completely walk back and they like they never even said it. And that's and, why they hate us like we, like we hate them. No, they, yeah, they hate us. They despise <laughs> us. Yeah. But um, 
Uh, uh, so what, what do you say to the people who are like, well, Trump got elected. They didn't want Trump to get elected. How does Trump get elected if they can manipulate everything? Well, you know, and that's, this is always the fun question to answer. Here's the deal. When, when 2016 election was happening and Dr. Robert Epstein, you know, and just for the, for the listeners who have not seen the film, we worked with a, with a pr- professor, Dr. Robert Epstein, who tracked the, the 2016 election for five or six months without Google knowing. And, you know, he is not a, he's not a Republican. He doesn't like Donald Trump. He's, he's a, he's a, you know, more of on the Hillary side, Democrat guy. And he found institutional bias and in searches that were like 90% in the, in her column. I mean, it's some, some oh, way yeah. it was so blatant, but here's the deal. If you are, a company like Google, or hey, look, let's be honest. If you're anybody in 2016, and someone comes up to you and says, "This guy is going to be the president," you know, are you like, "Oh yeah"? They did not think she was going to lose. Oh yeah. So they could have shifted. He he says potentially up to three million votes at 10 percent capacity. All right. So they were probably running on on you know it's like the, it's running in neutral. Are not going anywhere, and they could do that kind of damage, right? They have stated, as we've seen recently in the Project Veritas videos, um, and a number of documents that have come out and videos that have leaked about after Election Day, that they will never let that happen again, right? They will never operate as if it's in the bag. And to me, that is, that's devastating. And, and he, here's the thing, right? The, the big problem that, that is clouding this whole issue is because it was the 2016 election. It's because everyone is, is you know, obviously, you know, pissed that Donald Trump's the president or any of these kinds of things. But the fact of the matter is what I tell people is there's a Democratic primary happening right now. And they will use that technology to get what they want. So if you're an Elizabeth Warren fan, Google will use their cheating capability to work against her. If they don't like you and you're running as a Democratic candidate, I say for everybody out there, you're, you know, you have one of these 10,000 guys running, you know, if Google doesn't like your guy, your guy's not going to get a fair shake. And so that is, they don't use the power, you know, just for the left, it's the power for themselves. And if you are not on their side and it doesn't matter how you register to vote, you are an enemy of the state to them. You will be censored. Your data will be collected. Your guys will not win. And that's just a fact. Yeah, I, you know, and the selling of data is, is why Facebook became profitable, right? They didn't tell any, that anybody they were doing it. And, they, you know, people started going, oh, I bought all this Facebook stock. Nothing's going on. So to save the company, he started, or this is what we're told, he started selling data. And, um, and that's basically how he saved Facebook. Right. And then like when all this quote unquote Russian collusion was going on and these ridiculous, uh, uh, flyers that would be, that were putting out like these weird Photoshop pictures, there were, they came out, uh, after the election in areas where Trump was going to win anyways. And they said it was, uh, you know, Russian collusion. That's why, uh, Trump won. Uh, it's ridiculous. And on top of that, doesn't Russia own like part of Facebook? Do you know anything about that? 
I don't know about that, but but I can say this, right? The thing is, is Russia ran some ads, and we addressed this. We addressed the idea of running ads and what does it mean to run ads. You know, when you see an ad, you have the choice to, to either believe it or to not believe it. We call it confirmation bias, right? So if you like Hillary Clinton you see an ad that says she's the devil, you're going to be like, I don't believe that. And if you do believe she's the devil, you're going to be like, yes, it will reinforce what you already believe. So sure. ads don't really do very much. All the stuff that Russia ran, you know, it doesn't really do much. But what, what we're really getting to at the, fundamentally is what Facebook and, and largely Google does um, is completely invisible. Right. It's, and here's the thing. It's not even just invisible. It's nearly it's nearly impossible to prove. This is like the, the most complicated part, right? Because as I'm typing into the Google search and those little suggestions are tumbling down, that's shifting my opinion. But that's ephemera, right? You can't save those. You can't go back you know, to see what, what they suggested. It happens on the fly. That's the genius of the technology, right? So that's why Dr. Robert Epstein tracking the election was so brilliant because he did save those things. He did capture those things. He did compute bias. But the thing is, is that you can look at the Russian ads, you can look at the ad buy, you can know they did it, um, and you can sit there and be like, yes or no. With these companies, I don't get the option to say yes or no. I am manipulated because guess what? I am the product. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And we just sit there and we just – and nobody cares because they just like their fancy phone. And, and the worst thing is someone's like, I have nothing to hide. Who doesn't have anything to hide? One. I mean, like, you've lived no life if you haven't done any some, some shady shit. And two, that's not the point. The point isn't that you're doing something. The, the thing is, people don't look at their computers as, as like their house, right? And which is really weird because you probably have more important things on your computer than you do in the rest yeah. of your house, right? On your right? phone, you have bank accounts. You totally. have everything. Right? Totally. So if the cops Absolutely. came to your house... And just start going through all your shit. You people would flip out, but because it's like what you said, yeah. invisible, and nobody sees it, they just don't care. They don't care that they're collecting your data, and the government's collecting it too. Not just selling it, the government's collecting it as well. I mean, we know that the CIA made through their their companies that they do to put Alphabet. up to to uh, no Alphabet. I think it was Google, then it became Alphabet. But basically, they... Um, yeah. Go on, sorry. They made, uh, they made uh, a Google Maps and then sold it to Google. Imagine that, right? The most useful map application in the world made by the intelligence community. Hey, huh? the, it, the, look, I'm not saying these products don't work. They work so well. They're great. They're wonderful, right? They're magic. It's like, it's like magic. I want to go get some shoes. And Google comes in and it's like, hey, here's exactly the shoe you want. Well, how do they know to do that? How do they know where I am? How do they know I need milk right now? Right? I mean, look at how they're tuning the, their, the, the, the Android operating system, right, that's, that's running on these folks. It's everywhere. It's on things you, you're not even aware of. And as we move towards, say, 5G and the Internet of Things – Right. And what is the Internet of Things? That's your refrigerators on running Android. Your refrigerators connected to the Internet. Everything will be connected. All of these things in your life. So so right now we're talking about a computer and we're talking about a phone. 
but eventually it will be your refrigerator. It will be your lights. It will be, I mean, it's already the television. It's going to be such, it will be a garage door opener. This is where we're heading with these technologies where every product you bring through your door, it will be the, the toys under the Christmas tree will have Android or iOS running them. They'll be collecting data. And, and that's what they're going to, this is the world they want. This is, and guess what? We're going there. We're nearly there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's amazing. What dude. are those cases where like, um, Alexis on and someone murders someone or some shit like that? Well, I mean, yeah, because they, yeah. yeah. Pretty and much then they're like, like, what are you supposed to say? Hey, no, you can't use that. Then they're like, the cops want to get that recording or let's not do something as bad as a murder because murders are awful. Right. But how about when Alexa sends another family the recording of Alexa just recording it? I mean, that's happened. Oh, yeah. And they're listening. They're listening. I mean, it, look, it, 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 the employees of these companies, they're not being held accountable. Right. There's no accountability. You know, again, is everybody used to be afraid of the government, right? I, to me, the government is just in, it's like ineffective, it's inefficient, and frankly, it's inefficient by design, right? The, the founding fathers designed the, the, the legislative process to be slow and laborious, so you couldn't do crazy stuff. These companies have none of those restrictions, right? By the time they even get a hearing up. Google has re has changed the algorithms and shifted everything around, right? It'd be like the slowest drug bust in history, you know? It'd be like all the guys running through the door in super slow motion. Everybody could hide everything, <laughs> you know? That's 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 what it is. So when people think, oh, because look, we have two interesting scenarios right now. We have what the United States is doing, but hey, we also have what the EU is doing. The EU is taking a decidedly different path. With dealing with these companies in the U.S. In the U.S., we're largely saying, oh, well, you know, you can't touch them. You can't do anything. You know, they're private companies, you know, or so they claim, you know, in the EU, they're going the complete opposite direction. They're smashing them into bits with these with these extreme uh, laws that basically make us so, hey, if you can't share memes because somebody owns it's all about IP over there. Right. And your free speech, their IP. Um, but but what they're doing is the complete opposite, and Google will just pull out and rearrange things. You won't be able to have YouTube over there because everything on YouTube is basically um, has been acquired somewhere else. So it's it's we're going to see these two models play out, and we're going to get kind of get an idea of like which one works better. I don't think either of them will work, and I actually think in some instances the EU model is so extreme. I'm actually more on Google's side. When it comes to some of the things they're doing, uh, but either way, until we completely rethink, you know, stop applying 20th century legislation to 21st century companies, they're going to get away with this stuff forever. Yeah, I, I, and just nobody seems to care. I mean, like it's, mm -mm. it's I like, dude, when Twitter's talking about getting rid of the president's Twitter account, it's like, what are you talking about, man? What are you talking? I'm, and like, you know, <laughs> let me ask you something. How is what Google do? How is what Google is doing any different than what mainstream media has been doing forever? Whether it's MSNBC, Fox News, CNN. You know, I mean, Fox News looks somewhat better now because they've they've been on the side of like you know uh, 
you know, there's Clintons are no good and stuff. But if you look at like during 9-11, Fox News was like pushing that like a jihadist bullshit. And nobody's ever gone to jail for that horrible crime. So how is it any different than what the mainstream media has been doing? Here's the difference, right? As long as I can see it, I can make the choice, right? That's the difference. The difference comes down to this is the Google. Remember, Facebook and Google are fundamentally different like this. Facebook has to, they have to, you don't have to use Facebook, so they have to battle for your attention. Google, on the other hand, they have no, there's no competitor. So you use Google, they don't say a word, they don't say a peep, but they rather, you just don't even know they're there, right? They don't want you to think you're using Android on your phone. They want you to think you're having a good time in your phone. The difference is, is I never got the choice to be manipulated because that is how it's designed. If I watch Fox or I watch MSNBC or I read Time Magazine or I read New York Times, again, I get the I get the choice to say I like this or I don't. It's slanted or it's not, right? And look, you may tie in, you may believe Fox or you may believe MSNBC, um, but you got the choice. At least you got that. With this, you don't get the choice. Nobody gets the choice. You don't even know what's happening. In fact, Dr. Robert Epstein, who's the world's foremost expert on this manipulation he discovered a lot of this stuff says that even he sometimes doesn't see the bias when he knows what to look for so that is how good they are you don't get the choice you'll never it's like this you'll never know what they didn't show you they'll you just never know you'll never get the choice and at the end of the day these companies are about taking away your free will your choice you don't get it it's gone. You get what we give you. You think this is the entire, this is the parameters, the world we built. That's what it is. You'll never know. I You'll just never know. It's kind of like when you hear people, oh, they got poisoned and they died and they never even knew it. That's, you know, it's a tragic story. It's so sad. No, I mean, you like, know, it's not like you even have a chance, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, like, dude, Spotify nails me on my new songs. And they're like, hey, you might like this song. You might like this song. I'm like, damn you, Spotify. <laughs> you know me so well. And if you take a look at something going on on the internet right now was, uh, with AI being like fake bots, and they basically go in the comment section and they try to start problems or they start comment wars or they try to manipulate that too. We've seen that with AI where like fake accounts are being made to uh, act like that. You know what it is, man? It's like, you know what you're talking about too is uh, astroturfing. They're doing a lot of astroturfing, which is uh, basically it's it's meant to seem like it's a grassroots movement, and it's not. It's completely mm-hmm. manufactured by very powerful people at the highest levels. And you say that for the CIA's been doing that forever with uh, culture and stuff like that. You know, all these people at the head of all these different cultural movements. You find out later on they're all CIA assets, you know, and that's how they get into those positions. And that's kind of what they're doing now. By uh, control, like YouTube, it's like, it's interesting, man, because it's so big. There's no other video. Go on. Let me add another layer. Okay, ready? (laughs) It's about to get a whole lot worse, right? Oh, good. We're talking about Google (laughs) and Facebook, right? Google and Facebook, they're bad, right? But because we're talking about them, they are somewhat reserved, right? They are careful. 
But the business model that they created, the surveillance capitalist model that they created, right, has trickled down to these smaller apps that we aren't paying attention to, like Spotify, right? What's the most intrusive apps you can have on your phone right now? Guess what? The weather apps. Why? You check the weather all the time. When you check the weather, it tells people where you are. It tells people what's going on. Those, these, this business model has trickled down into a bunch of other smaller app makers that are not being – that we don't even know. It's Almost every app on your phone is going to be mimicking the <sighs> Google model but with none of the scrutiny that Google is getting. Right? Google's getting dragged through the mud right now. So guess what? They may – they may, and I'm not going to say they will, but they may self-correct. Right. Or they may pull back, which is what's good, which is good. But these other companies, there's no reason because no one's paying attention and nobody knows. And this is that's why I keep going back to it. The only way to, to crack this problem is to break that business model, the business model of taking your information and selling you off like products. If you do that, then we take back control of what we see and don't see. Are, Are you saying break back. up Google? Um, hmm? Should we break up Google like they did with, uh, what was it, AT&T or something back in the day where it got so big they, they it's a monopoly, right? So, I mean, should we, should we break up Google? I, you know, I'm not in, I'm not, I'm not one of the guys who wants to break up Google, right? I, I think that Google has intertwined itself so deeply into all of the things throughout society that breaking them up would actually cause massive, massive damage to things like telecommunications, education, the, the, the energy grid. I mean, I, I think that, you know, sure, you could probably break YouTube off. But again, it's one of those things where, you know, they are prepared for these things. And again, I think that, you know, if you have parts of the government sitting on Google servers and you have, I mean, here's the thing. The most powerful weapon of mass destruction they have is, in fact, Google search. And, I mean, you, know, you can take all the other platforms and you can say, oh, Android, and oh, this and oh, that. But the fundamental tool that is the most powerful in the arsenal is search, and search cannot be broken up. So even if you break off all the other things, right, you have to use search. You don't have to use Maps. You don't have to use Android. You don't have to use Google Docs. You don't have to, you don't have to use those things. But you have to use search and you have to be searchable. And that's it. So so if you if you were to break all the little tributaries off, as long as they have search, that is the that's the weapon of mass destruction. Because they're modeling all this data. Hey, look, one day they may give the data back, right? You say, Oh, well, they've never made anything ever. But once they're done modeling all of our data, that is something they will have made and they may just give it all back because they don't need it anymore. You know, and so that is the, the beating heart of this entire kind of revolution that they put together to take over the world is in the search. Because at the end of the day, what do we all want? We want to search for, you know, where to eat tonight, you know, and whatever. That's the fundamental thing that's driving all of society right now, the, the, the consuming information. And that is cannot be broken up. Um, and they own all of it. It's unbelievable. And now they're working with the Chinese government, you know, and I've been in China a bunch of times and I had a wonderful time there, you know, I, I but man, I love if, China. It's great. if there's going to be a war, I mean, it's looking more and more like that's, I mean, 
it just seems like we're just both trying to be the dominant world power, and China seems to be like gaining on us. If they, if not, they've already passed us. You know, um, Google working with that. I mean, like that's directly working with the enemy, right? But, I mean, but according to them, they went over oh, there because absolutely. they were just gonna re. What is it? They were gonna find a way to make a Google anyway. So instead of not giving them, not making no money, that's why they went over there, right, to China. Well, I well, mean, here let, let me, I, I let me posit it like this, right? Sergey Brin was born in the Soviet Union. Okay, his family comes over, so I believe it was around 2006. Google pulled out of China, citing human abuse, uh, obviously human abuse, and of the, uh, among a myriad of issues. Google did the right thing in 2006, I believe. Right. They're saying we're, we're leaving. We're out of here. We're not going to sit there and, and facilitate. Remember, if you're in China, you have to work with the government. We're not going to facilitate this. We're not going to facilitate the rounding up of citizens. We're not going to facilitate this kind of like the censorship and the great firewall. And everyone applauded. We all clapped. You know, Google, good. You did a good job. So what does this mean that they're going back to China? It means that they are fully aware of the kinds of things the government does. And they're going back anyway. I really want that to sink in with people, right? This isn't Apple selling phones. This is a, this is, remember, they're a surveillance capitalist company. They are a surveillance company, which means that they will be participated in the rounding up of Muslims and the rounding up of Christians and the rounding up of anyone who speaks out against the government or wants, has any kind of things to say about the government. They will be participating in that activity Knowing full well, because they have stated that they, they that's why they left in the first place, full well that they will be doing this. And I want everyone to think about that. That is that is beyond what the, these companies are. I mean, that is something we've held sacred in this country of, of, you know, the government works for the people. You're not supposed to facilitate the government to hurt people and kill people and round them up. And here we have a company that is like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's get in there. Let's help the government. It's what? it's wasn't it's there going to be a revolt? It's disgusting, at, you know. Wasn't there going to be a revolt at Google over Google working with our military on with some kind of yes, drones? Yes, Pentagon. Yes, and so Google, of course, is oh, we don't want to facilitate the Pentagon and the kinds of horrible things they do, you know. And hey, so let's go to China and look. You can say whatever you want to say about the U.S. government, but like when you stack them next to each other, you know, it, it doesn't even come close to the kind of human rights violations that come out of China. And so, again, Google is making decisions. They're making choices because, um, hey, we don't get a choice, but they are making choices uh, that I think are probably I mean, this th- again, this, these are the borderline war crimes if they are going to participate and, and collecting people and these kinds of things and giving this information to a government that intends to harm its own citizens. Yeah, I mean, but we've seen these corporate people do this before. I mean, how many banks worked with Hitler way back in the day? It's kind of sick. They're all psychopaths, man. And it's just like they have so much money and they have so much power and they'll never be able to spend it or wield all the... I mean, it's like, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing, man? I mean, at what point do you go... Hey, man, are we part of the problem? Are we causing chaos in the world? Where does Pornhub fit in all this? 
<laughs> well, I'm sure they, you know, look, everybody's collecting data. Again, <laughs> at, look, this is the business model, right? So you visit a website, you know, there's a, there's different utilities that will tell you who's watching you. I think Ghostery is one, there's a couple others. So if you ever like get one of these little utilities and throw it up in your browser and it tells you all the ad trackers and everybody tracking you, you'll be terrified. It will be a list that takes you a minute or two to scroll through at high speed, right? So you click on it. Look, I mean, like, like this is, they can embed things. Look, you can embed pixels and emails that track emails and tell you who read all the emails. This technology of surveillance is at all levels. It exists everywhere. You yourself can do it here. If you want to do something really crazy, there's these devices called man in the middle devices. And you can go sit in the cafe and you can turn on this device and it will insert itself in between the public Wi-Fi router, which, by the way, don't get on public Wi-Fi routers, in your device. And it will just basically suck up all your action. Because here's the thing, right? What oh happens? God, you go really? to the DMV. You pull out your cell phone. And what do you do? You start searching the Internet. You're like, hey, I'm going to read this article. I'm going to say, hey, I want to learn more about Star Wars or whatever. Well, you know, there's ads on the sides of those pages. You know what they're doing? They're pinging off towers and they're collecting data and they're doing all this stuff and you don't even know you don't know who's around you don't know who's watching you don't know who's tracking you know and so whether it's Pornhub or whether it's StarWarsTheory.com you know because look that's how these websites have that's how they make money that is the business you know they are selling ads but again when I look at the ad I see it I know it's there what Google's doing, I don't know. There's no choice. I mean, look, that's all I'm asking for. Give me the choice to say yes or no. But don't not give me the choice. Um, you know, don't don't make it so that I, I never had the choice in the first place. I can't believe nobody's made something to block that. I can't believe it. There are tools. There are some tools that will block things. Look, you can turn the location services off on your iPhone. But then the iPhone is is just a brick, right? If it doesn't, if it can't use the navigation, if it can't track where you are, all of those whiz bang products and apps don't work. Uber doesn't work. You know, uh, I don't know. Map my map my what was it? Run doesn't work. My Fitness Pal doesn't work. If you tur- you can look. If you want to make your phone totally secure, you can turn off all the all of the services. You can make your but smartphone then why did you dumb. Pay a grand for a phone, you know? Right, right, <laughs> so, right. Right, man. So, so you, you could look. You could turn off all the stuff, but it just then then it's crazy because there's people who have written articles about trying to get away from the tech companies. And look, I mean, if, if you can't even communicate with people. Eventually, we'll be all IP telephones and things like this. All be digital. You can't find your mom. You, can, you don't know what's going on. You know, if something happens, how are you going to know? You know, we had a big blackout here in New York City that they actually didn't even know I'm downtown, right? And then the phone says, hey, like, there's a big blackout, you know? If you don't have location services, if you're not pulling push email, you just you just don't know. And here's the crazy thing. You might turn all that stuff off, and they're still collecting your data. So yeah. now you're not even get, getting any benefit out of it, you know? So, oh. so people look at me and they go, what, what, the, what are we going to do? Man, God dang, dude. God dang, man. Like, what do you do, man? There's no solution. It's a sad episode. So what do we do? Yeah, I mean, look, it's, 
what do we do? I mean, people have to take control of their own destiny in this scenario, right? And look, I can't, I know I can't tell someone to not use Google, right? But you can reduce in in, in your contact with these companies as much as possible. There are some alternative platforms for things like email, like Proton Mail. You can use Signal, which is a you know like WhatsApp guys. All the WhatsApp people, like they're totally screwed, right? That's owned by Facebook. You know, I look. I love Instagram, owned by Facebook, and they're yeah. going to merge all these apps together, and they're going to put ads in there, and they're going to collect all your data. You know, but there are alternatives. There's there's other other browsers like I think Brave and some others that will let you will let you reduce the contact. I do think Apple is better than than uh, anything Android. Don't use any Android phone. Apple does take a decidedly different a position on privacy, uh, and so their operating system is more secure. But hey, even Microsoft is starting to move into surveillance models with some of their operating system tools. And so it's a matter of time. Look, eventually, everybody's going to own an iPhone, right? They're all going to own them. In the beginning, they were too expensive, and they're the one percenter phones. And eventually, you know, they've come down in price, everyone's going to own one. And so these companies are going to have to find something else to sell, right? Are they giving and the government our info? The services. Do you believe that the government is getting our info as well? I think that there's a good chance that certain parts of the government are. But I also think there's a good chance that, again, the inefficiencies of the government, you know, um, make it so that what they're getting is is probably a minute part. Because here's the other thing, right? The government hasn't stuck anything in here. So they're going to have to piggyback off these companies to get that information. And honestly, that information is so valuable. You know, the company might say, hey, look, we know where this terrorist guy is. But that's not my concern. My concern is like, hey, we know where your kids are. And we're going to make We know what that terrorist wants to eat for breakfast, right? It's uh, (laughs) Captain Crunch. We've collected his data. And we know he likes sugar cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And And think about it. That's more insidious. Because, like, you know, it's like, hey, we, we, we think the world should be this way, right? And that's, that's really the fundamental problem, I think, with Google and being utopian. You know, at least with Zuckerberg, you know, he he's wants to build a giant surveillance machine and he wants to make a ton of money. I get that. With Google, it actually does break down into right and wrong, good and bad. Because to make a utopian society, you have to eliminate bad things, and they are the ones who will determine what is bad. And if you are on the side of bad, oh yeah, well you're oh, eliminated. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's Big time. Look, Apple doesn't. I always say it's like this: How many Democrats work at Honda? Who cares? It doesn't matter. They'll sell you a car. It doesn't matter if a hundred percent of Apple is Democrats. They'll still sell a Republican an iPhone. Right. They'll still do that. They sell phones. That's what they do. But when you're talking about selling information and steering people's opinions, you know, and in order to achieve utopia, you know, if you fall on the wrong side. And here's the thing. I'm very particular. This is not a partisan issue. This affects everybody. It doesn't matter how you vote. It doesn't matter how you register. It doesn't matter where you came from. If you are not on their side of whatever their motivations are, and we don't know what their motivations are, and in some instances, 
they don't even know what their motivations are because they're building all this stuff faster than they can philosophize why it's here and what does it mean. You know, you will be eliminated. You will be censored. You will be who knows. Yep. I mean, we're seeing that they Twitter just got rid of the uh, one of the biggest accounts that was uh, speaking up for Julian Assange. Unite for Julian, I think it's called. Gone. 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 So you sit there and go, why is that guy gone? Yeah, you need to have the choice. If you don't like Julian Assange, what's your take on him? Choice to make the choice. You know, what's your take on him? I mean, you know, what was your whole take on Julian Assange? I mean, you know, honestly, it's 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 tricky because, like, again, we are always in this kind of tension between security and and information. You know, I think I don't have a huge opinion on Assange personally, you know, because, again, I think anything that he does doesn't even it pales in comparison to what these companies are doing. You know, I think that any one man who's putting out information or WikiLeaks or whatever um, is is still having to ride on the rails of much larger and more dangerous companies. We all have to ride on these rails. Right. Every time you put a podcast out, you put an image up, right? We don't have, we don't have control of that infrastructure. You know, I'm actually surprised he got away with it for so long, to be honest with you. That's what's actually surprising to me because they can't shut you down, you know? And sometimes look, you take someone like Jordan Peterson, who's in our film, you know, here's the crazy thing. If they shut down one account, like, right, let's say that they shut down your YouTube, it takes out your whole Google account. That's your email, your calendars. Everything goes dark because it's all unified under one login. So they kill one thing. You're done. You're gone. You vanish. And whereas Jordan Peterson can call someone up or Julian Assange can get the New York Times to show up. What about the rest of us? We don't have that kind of authority to get our our lives turned back on. What if you run a business? We run a restaurant. Your calendar's in there and they shut you down for whatever reason. It could be any reason whatsoever. You're dead. You are, you're, you, we are our digital selves now. You live beyond your physical body on Facebook, which is super freaky, you know? And so the thing is, is that's what people know. That's why it was curating their life, you know, and faking going to Coachella and things like that, you know, cause that's what matters now, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it, we don't matter, you know, but I'm a fat guy. It doesn't matter. You know, what matters is that like, look at me at Burning Man, you know, that's what matters. So, so I think though I I can't. I'm actually surprised Julian Assange went as far as he did. To be honest with you, yeah, me too. I think the I think that the ultimate power lies with people, the masses, and that's why we have to have false flags to get us in the war. They can't do anything without our approval. And I think people really need to start understanding that we don't have to take this bullshit. If we just all stop going on Facebook or we all stop using Google, their power's gone and they're going to have to play ball. They're going to have to. But us fighting with each other all the time, that's never going to happen, man. I think we have to stop with the bickering and we have to focus on what is going on. That is that we got some psychopaths who are in charge and they don't have our best interests. And we have to stop fighting over little things and just have the most ridiculous shit set us off on whether a Disney character is white or black 
Or, 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 or Nike's going to put out a shoe. Who gives a shit, man? That's just psyop bullshit, man, to get you all the fight. And you just you find out who the dumb people are uh, by the ones who are reacting to that shit. Uh, Matt Taylor, you are a G, dude. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you. Anytime. My pleasure. All I, the time. It's always a bummer. Everyone at the end's like, oh, what are we going to do now? No, 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 dude. I mean, like, That's my job, though. I mean, you just... You just crystallized what I think a lot of people knew was going to what was going on, and uh, I think we really need to start these, you know, taking the power back, man. And I, I think we got to get yes. rid of all these corrupt fucks who are career career politicians in L- in Washington that are so obviously selling us out on both sides of the aisle. I'm not getting in this one side's worse than the other because they're both dog shit. And we have to start taking our power back and not just thinking we got to just keep taking in the ass like we have <laughs> for the last 50 years, man. 50 years this has been a war on us, our rights, and everything like that by some very powerful lizards. Uh, Matt, real quick, can you tell them uh, where they can find all your stuff? Absolutely. You can go to Amazon. If you have Amazon Prime, you can just go watch the movie. And everyone says, oh, my God, Amazon? That's a different movie for a different time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what are you going to do, dude? What are you going to do? You can see the film there. Uh, You can go to www.thecreepyline.com. We uh, update things. We put things up there. If you go on YouTube, ironically, you'll find an additional 30 or 40 minutes of other content that's not included in the movie that talks more about how your children are being manipulated, how how the FCC was shut down by the Obama administration in 2012, and a whole bunch of other information that's pretty interesting. You can share it. You can watch it. More Schreitzer, more more of everybody is there. Well, uh, you're a G. I appreciate it. If you're ever in L.A., we'd love to have you in studio, and we could do it again. I uh, hope we didn't scare you uh, off. I'd love to. Uh, you are the man. Go check out his movie. I, I watched as much as I could. I, I was running crazy, but, man, I'm going to finish it off tonight. It's a wonderful movie. It's very well produced. And it, it just really bangs it out, and you'll Thank get you. a crystal clear look at what uh, what's really going on. Fuck Google. Uh, I appreciate you, Matt. We'll do it again soon. And guys, hope to see you in Santa Rosa. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care, everybody. Santa Cruz. Thank you. Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Thanks so much, guys.